This week's episode is brought to you by Poor Punctuation. Man, Bushiroad loves to put things where they don't belong. We are Trinity Dragon, putting commas in different places, dot, 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 unnecessary punctuations. We invited the strippers, JFK, and Stalin. Welcome to Nexus of Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm happy for once. And I'm Root Beer. So Root Beer is you're you're the first. I think this is the first time we've had a fourth person on the show since we got like the main three of me, Matt, and Gabe. So welcome to the second era of guest <laughs> guesting. When was the last time you were on here? Was that for the Narukami podcast? Yes. <laughs> That was that was quite an episode. <laughs> My God, yeah, we pissed off so many people. Um, Good, yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about um, the character booster two. We are three exclamation points. Trinity Dragon. Um, so this came out a couple about a week ago, two weeks ago in the U.S. and it features Great Nature, Oracle Think Tank, and Dimension Police. So. The reason Root Beer is here is because he plays OTT and, you know. Not very many people can say that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we did, like, the, we did the clan analysis for OTT about, like, I, I mean, it might have been almost a year ago now, and, like, it was so sad. So why don't we see if we can replicate that? Um, so, you, so you know, long-time listeners might know the drill. We mostly just go through... Uh, all of the high rarity cards down through the double R's and then, uh, you know, talk about their impact and stuff. And then if there's any important commons or rares, we stipple in on that too. Um, so why don't we just go in order descending, um, root beer or Gabe, if you want to go first, son. Um, first one actually, on. um, what, what, what part of OTT do you play? Do you play Susano or battle sisters or what? I play Susano. Okay. Do you know anything about Battle Sisters? Because I only know Susanna O. I don't know that much about Battle Sisters, but I can probably try to talk out my ass about it. So, do you want me to take Susanna O slash Oracle, and you want to take Battle Sisters? Just because that's I want, literally all I have is Susanna O. I mean, I can try, but I'll I'll like chime in for Susanna. Fair enough. Like. I'll front run Suzanne You can say anything relevant, and we can swap mm. for Battle Sisters too. All right, okay. cool. So, GR for OTT is the State Affairs Subjugation Duty, Kamu Suzanne It is not a cross stride for the other Kamu Suzanne Thank for, Christ. For some reason, but like you know, it's probably for the best. So, this is actually a good card. I know OTT doesn't get those a lot, but here we are. I actually. If anybody, for for the people that listen to this, you know I have to be angry at everything. I can't be angry at this, somehow. <laughs> so, um, first it has um, Continuous GB2 Oracle 5 can of crit. The best part is, if your opponent doesn't know what the hell Oracle is, like they've never heard of OTT for whatever reason, if you drive check, you can just get, if you drive check to 5 in hand, if you don't have it before your drive check, you can just spook them with a the 5 can of crit. I did that. The guy went one to pass. Okay, drive check, no triggers, but I have five in hand, so I win. So that was great. Um, Susanna's GB2 is spooky. 
But it also has this really great on-stride ability where when it's placed on van, you can counter other also GB2, so this thing isn't a first stride. When it's placed on van, you can counter blast two and draw until you have five. So it is instant oracle fodder. Uh, like, Oracle as a mechanic is one of the worst ones out there, objectively, because it requires you to have five cards in hand, which, depending on the timing restraint, is kind of hard. But, like, this instantly fuels it for you, and just, like, you can guard out your ass, or rush out your ass, or do both, and then not even minus with it. I've, like, opening turn... One in hand, draw, stride, cost, I draw, drew four cards, because why not? It's great. I, I love the art on this thing. He's, he's got, like, uh, or she, no, it's a dude. Uh, he, he's got, like, Magatamas and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Phoenix Wright games, so that just made me happy. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know you knew Japanese, like, terminology that actually surprised me. Uh, like hearing you say something that like pertained to I don't know. Thank I you. Question mark. I, I didn't peg you for a weeaboo. We weebs weebs should be quarantined. I agree. Yes. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, I don't know. So what 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 uh, what do you two think of this card? Or Davey already said. Yeah. Beer. What about you? It's a good card, although I don't go into it as much just because I haven't had that much of a problem maintaining Oracle. True. Usually, I run both this and Takamikazuchi still for some reason. So like, I actually whenever, whenever I have like exactly three cards, I usually just go into Takamikazuchi if I have to draw, and I usually only go to this if I have two or less. That's fair. I don't know, I've I've played three games against uh, Root Beer so far, <laughs> and he's gone into it like two out of the three games. So I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. I I played three games against him today. He didn't go into it once. So. Oh. Well, you should uh, you should attack him more. Yeah, <laughs> he um, really tried, <laughs> but it's really hard to win when the, every drive check is crit, 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 crit. Oh, you're like dead now. <laughs> OCT twelve crit or die. Um, it's always been that way. Yeah, true. Um, I, pl- I met a guy who was running Rainbow, and I wanted to kill him. <laughs> what? What? Just because he was that bad. What's stand trigger? I, uh, the, um, the, the one that gives something one. Tom skill. Ew. Okay. Ew. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I want to say that this GR, this GR is like is probably the most predictable of all of the GRs. Yeah. Like if you were gonna design a card that OTT that Bushi thought OTT needed, it's a way to like artificially gain Oracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this card is no surprise. So like, I'm surprised honestly, the uh, Oracle skill is only 5k and a crit to itself, not like gain a critical, then 5k to the front row or something like that. That'd be yeah. Cool. I wish it what? did that. Same. Honestly, if I had to pick one way to make it better, it would, it would either be 5 to the front row or drop until you have 7, because if you have no field, you can also just call some cards, maintain Oracle, and still build up a field. Because sometimes, this is very, very rare, but it happened once or twice. Or I drew, and I either maintained Oracle, or I didn't, and I called stuff for more attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of those two things would have made this card much better, but honestly, still can't complain. Yeah. Like for as crappy as Oracle is, like this is probably as good as we'll get for now. All right. But maybe if OGD had like that Brave Starter, where it's like 
move it into soul, yeah. get brave. If OG yeah, had that, that'd be great. I would run the shit out of that. Oh, like your own Electos? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, it would be ten times better than, like, the Oracle starter we have, which isn't bad, but the Electos clone would just be better. Honestly, I don't even like that Oracle starter all that much. Neither do I, but it's also, um... Which Oracle starter th- are you talking about? It's, um, it has two abilities. One of them is when you strident, when an Oracle is placed on ban, counterblast one, move to soul if you have four of less in hand, draw, or Oracle, move it into the soul counter charge. Hmm. Okay, that's not too bad, but like, yeah, I it's don't like this would be better. Yeah. It's, it's, your start is between that or the, the one where it's kind of most one move to soul checked up to add one. Yeah. The bottom one. Yeah. I still use the old one just because I value the draw more than counter charging, honestly. That's fair. That's fair. I actually just run the new one and I use, honestly, use the counter charge because I kind of counter blast pretty quickly. Mm. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, moving on. The 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 memeiest one of the set. <laughs> all right, l- l- all right. So, I, w- I want to make the side comment. Uh, meme is being overused. It basically doesn't mean anything anymore. So, uh, that's fine. Yeah, it, this is this is this is um. This is the funniest. Let's call it a joke. Let's call it a joke card. Okay, that's fine. If 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 um, Bushiroad was gonna make an unset, this is the card that'd be in it. An unset. Great so, <laughs> Galactic Governor Commander Laurel D. That's right. <coughs> so. My God. Uh, he has he has burst, uh, act, rest for your rear, rear guards, and then if his power is twenty thousand or more, he gets an, a red tech skill that when this unit's attack hits a vanguard, stand this unit. Then, if its power is twenty five thousand or more, it gets a different red tech skill. That says at the end of the battle, this, this unit attacked. If the attack did not hit, choose up to four of your rear guards instead. So basically, what they want you to do is pay for Laurel up front. Like, pay for the grade one Laurel just up front and just have different rear guard columns. But that's not really an effective way to do anything because it's not good at all. Also, if you notice from how the burst text is worded, he has less than 26 base. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. He is a... Instead of being a 15,000-plus stride, he is a 4,000-plus stride, because that's the joke. It's Commander yeah. Little 4,000. Um, so, the way you're supposed... So, the way that Bushiroad Imagine uses this card is that you just play four rearguards and just rest them. The way you're actually supposed to use this card is you play uh, four rearguards, including some of the stance, uh, effect stand triggers and rest them, and then you shove the effect stand triggers back in your deck into soul or wherever they might go, and then uh, and then you call more shit. Um, this card is really not great. It, it doesn't... Like, the stand trigger that they want to go with it, which is Optic Solvinka, is just... Please, stop. Holy shit. Who is that? I think it's... My bad. Gabe, just... Holy shit. <laughs> so many chips. <laughs> Put them onto, okay. Pour them onto a plate, or or or, yeah. um, or or mute your mic if you're not talking. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my father. I mean, this is gonna be great if like someone's right. at the gym or something. I'm gonna listen to Nexus at night. All right. <laughs> right, let me let me let me put it this way, Gabe. I have a really great idea. You think it'd be really not? It'd be uh, it'd be a lot less noisy if you put them onto a plate. Oh, I was done eating. I w- I have like one of those like two-pound bags or whatever, and I was just rolling it up. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm an unhealthy uh, person. Okay. <laughs> so, th- this card... Th- this 
so this card wants you to play a bunch of stand triggers in your deck, which I already don't like. And yeah. furthermore, it wants you to uh, pay up front for Laurel, and its skills is still not even that good because it's not enough power. Like even if you get it up to like twenty nine, like you know thirty three thousand, people are just like one card two to pass, and then or two cards no pass. And you're just like okay, I guess. What I, I think is really funny. What I think is really funny about this card is the sets about Trinity Dragon. So like you'd think it was supposed to go with Enigmas, but it works better in Gallop. Because the new Gallop stri- grade three. Oh, that's the joke. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, my favorite thing about this card is uh, how they depicted it in the show. So uh, it starts out really tiny, and every time it gained power, it got like bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, uh, what's his name? Carl, who plays Enigma? Carl. Yeah. So he, he he's playing against Tayo, and like he wins going into Laurel D a second time, and it just kind of collapses on top of time like just gets so big and just <laughs> falls over like one of those like those inflatable gorillas outside a like car dealership if it just fell over everybody in the anime is terrible at this game i know yes that's true except for tayo tayo's pretty good but he lost tayo was bad at the game at that fight engine. though yeah no i mean like in terms of the under 20 right. he was pretty good yeah. anyway i think i think i think shion is the only player who's like reasonable I mean, and he still does poor decisions. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're like, what, Same. 15? Or... This is not about age. This is just about playing the game. True. Ellis, remember, I was 15, and I was still kicking your ass regularly. Oof. <laughs> oh, that's a good burn. Um, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to soothe my frayed nerves with uh, the, the last of the GRs, Omniscience Dragon Fernigus. So this is... Uh, Great Nature's stride, and it's an owl with like a graduation cap. So I don't know why they call it a dragon. It's just an owl. Um, Same reason Cathaluk is a dragon. Touche. Same reason that Managarm is a dragon. Managarm at least lo- like looks like a dragon. Um, but it looks it, like the it's dragon a wolf with wings. I mean, it looks like the dragon from the Neverending Story. I'll buy that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so his steal is GB three. Counterblast 1, Soul Blast 1. When he's put into your G-Zone from the Vanguard Circle, you may pay the cost. If you do, at the end of the turn, choose all of your rear guards, retire them, and for each unit chosen with this effect, draw a card and countercharge 1, Soul Charge 1. Um, what? Yeah. So, this is Deck Out the Card. Yes, Deck Out... Coming this summer, Deck Out the Movie. Um, you're, forgetting so, a, you're forgetting a very key part of this card, though. What? It's Other Skill. Oh, yeah. This, uh, continuous, this unit just plus 4k for each of your rear guards. Jingles. Um. If only Laurel D did that. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that Laurel D was not GB anything, so you could do him first stride if, uh, if that you ever comes up. If you wanted. I mean, I've done have. it first stride, and I did get a restand first stride. This is exactly one time, and, uh, I would not It was against it. Chris, too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... My I main don't think pro- that counts as a real accomplishment if it's against Chris. Oof. Wow. You know he listens to this, right? I know. Okay, just say. But I take the piss out of him all the time. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, my problems with Fernigus are, first off, you have to kill everything. Um, sometimes I have a crayon tiger I want to keep. The only, and also, we do not need the soul charge. Great Nature never really cared about soul charge, and the few cards that do soul blast, like, enough to where it's a problem, you have label pangolin... And Pond Belly and a Margol clone, we're fine. 
We didn't need this. Um, the counter charge is nice, but the only time I can see myself using this card is either if I'm playing against Link Joker, because this activates at the end of the turn. So when all your stuff unlocks and you don't want to leave things around for your opponent to lock next turn, you then use it to just kill it off before they can you know, do stuff on their next turn. If and it's chaos, they can kill it before you have the ability to do so. That's fine. It was mostly just for the, like, so they can't continue to lock the same thing over and over. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the leave the front row thing there so they can lock it again? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the only thing I can see is either that or you have a handful of garbage. So you just play it, and then at the end of the turn, you can just, like, get a redo. But <laughs> that's it. If if this unit was just counter charge and draw for each thing, I think I'd be okay with it. But the soul charge just kills it for me. Yeah. What a shame, because it looks great as an SGR. This does yeah, lead I... us to the awkward conclusion that OTT had the best GR out of the three. It definitely did. I think did. OTT had the best GR by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look at the other GRs, and you're like, these are both really bad. Like, the the DP one is the worst. The GN one is, I think, marginally better than Laurel D. C-minus. But I, it's hard for me to comprehend situations where Fernigus would be good. Yeah. And then... Kamasusano just does what it needs to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does it, it does something you actually want. <laughs> so Alright. Next thing. Triple R's. We got the first triple R uh, G guard ever, which is Wait, no, us. Defeat Flare. Oh, that was a GR. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's a GR. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's the son of eternity, Amaterasu, because everybody wanted Amaterasu back, but not this way. So it was another insult to OTT players, which I laughed at. Um, so what she did was on guard, you soul charge one, and then you check the top, and you move it on top or bottom. So it's literally just the original Amaterasu skill, which is really cool. Because you can just force yourself to see some miracle heals for shenanigans. It's it's great. Yeah. But also, um, when you guard with it, if you have four or more in your hand, it gains 10k shield. So, like, this thing honestly killed um, Ichibiyoshi. the Fighter's Collection G-Guard. Ichibiyoshi as a G-Guard. Like, she's a, this is a good G-Guard. Yeah. She's like, you gain resources because Soul is actually used. You can... Mm-hmm. Um, plan shenanigans by checking the top and it's a fucking 25k yeah this card is just solid like not really much else to say about it yeah it's also cute like Mm. yes it does have very nice art and it's like a 70 dollar sp otherwise i'd have two of them (laughs) she's also the same price as kamu suzanamo the gr for because waifu tax so. And because you would put this into every OTT deck. True. But I feel like you'd also do the same with Kamu Suzanimo, just because it can give you a potential draw four, and even if you don't play Oracle, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah, this is another just, you know, good card. I can't really say anything else about it. Okay. Um, next, next one on the is... list is the Grade 3 Suzano. It's uh, Suzanoo G, or the spiritual sort of rough deity Suzanoo. Did they have to so, say um, rough? Yes. It's a hardcore deity. Oh, baby. Yeah. 
Um, so GB2 Oracle at the beginning of your ride phase, you can check the top card of your deck and put it on the top or the bottom. Also, at the beginning of your ride phase, if you have an Amaterasu or a Waka Harume in your G-Zone, which there is one of each, you can Soul Charge one. And when you stride, you can Soul Blast two to draw a card. So, um, this is good because it doesn't cost a Counter Blast, which was kind of an issue with OTT. Um, it also gives you a Soul Charge, which is kind of nice. But my issue with it is is its first skill is not only Oracle, so you have to have five in your hand after you draw from a whole turn of guarding, but it's also GB2, which, like, didn't seem super necessary. If this was just pure Oracle, it honestly would have been fine. Yeah, the GB2 is a little annoying. I do like the skill itself. Like, being able to top deck all the time is pretty nice. Yeah, exactly. And also you can, like, force yourself to draw into something. So, like, if you get a crit, and you want to draw stride skill, just put the crit at the bottom and draw something better. Mm-hmm. So, this is just Or if you think you have card. enough cards in your hand and you see the crit, you can just be like, all right, I'm going to leave it there and crit my and opponent. Force your... Exactly. Like, honestly, this is just another card you really just can't complain about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, de- it's decent. It's good. I like yeah. it. I like it, too. This is my ride target over the original. Mm-hmm. Just because it's fucking free. Yeah, basically. Um, so it seems like Bushiro got their shit together with, uh, with like the support in this set. It's just they didn't do that before. Yeah. No. Well, not really because they didn't get it well enough for OTD to be really relevant. It's it's in a much better place proportionally than it has been for a long time, but it's still not in a great place. Like basically. Susano went from being an F-tier unplayable deck to, like, a C-. minus, <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Because it's the, the deck still requires you to crit your opponent to death. But As really, you saw this morning, Atlas. Yep. <laughs> that has, the issue with OTT is that it hasn't stopped being its win con. Mm-hmm. Because um. it, it, it doesn't have any pressure. All it does is draw like mad and hope a 5k and a crit on a vanguard will do something. Yep. What a shame. Um, <coughs> let's see, next thing. Matt, it's time! <laughs> Alright. So this is one of the few dimen- uh, Dimension Police cards that matter in the set. This is Dimensional Robo Command Chief Final Die Max. This is another uh, card drawn by Masami Obrey. This is a lot. A lot I'd of spent thirty dollars just for that name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, he he does some stuff. He's he, first of all, he's a dimensional robust ride. This is important. Second of all, you choose a face up. Uh, so act persona flip. Uh, if you have a heart card with dimensional robo in its card name, this gets unit gets plus ten thousand. Then, if the number of face up cards in your G zone is two or more, it gets critical plus one. Then, if the number of face cup cards in your G zone is four or more. All of the units in your front row with Dimensional Robo in their card names get power plus 5,000 and critical plus 1. So let, let, let's, let's add some numbers here. So he gets 10k, then 5k, so it's 15. So he's 41-3 critical by himself, and he gets 5k and a crit to your other two rear guards in front row if you're playing all D-Robo great dudes, which you should be. This is a uh, decent. It's pretty good. You can do this as early as second stride with a G guard for full effect, and it's no counter blast. 
I just love how it's not like restricted to D face up D robos. It's just face up G units. Yeah, it's just face up stuff because none of the G guards are D robos. So that'd be pretty lame. But yeah, this card this so card is sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's not very. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, um, this is one. Um, not very many cards give crits to rear guards, especially outside of like Great Nature or something, and I guess future cards. But uh, this card just this card's great. And if your if your opponent takes it, they're just dead. So like they're <laughs> gonna PG, they're gonna PG this card, and they're gonna have to guard your rear guards because now your rear guards matter. Yeah, I I, I borrowed Matt's deck yesterday, and I ended up going into this because. Uh, the first time going into Die Kaiser Leon, it didn't do anything because I didn't get any great threes. Second time, I'm like, oh, okay, this is uh, horrifying. Like, <laughs> like I, I've, I've been on the business end of it before, but that was like three weeks ago, and he had it proxy. But seeing the card in the flesh somehow makes it worse for me. <laughs> That's great art. That's the true. SPs are way too expensive, and uh, I don't care enough to buy them. How much are the SPs? Oh, like 90 or something. Holy shit. Yeah, this is the most yeah. expensive SP in the set. The Susanimo SP is twenty. You know what's even worse than that? The uh, the Success Perfect Guard SP is also twenty. So like, but for what yeah, purpose? I don't know. But okay then. Um, let's so see. there's another Dimension Police Triple R. Yeah, this card's not bad, but uh, it's still mostly not great. It's called uh, Bravest Rush Grand Gallop. So this is Gan- Grand Gallop G or you know whatever. Um, so he has a rearguard skill, a rearguard burst skill, that when this when your vanguard attacks, if it's your vanguard's power is thirty thousand or more, until end of turn this unit gains four k, which is kind of a silly number, but anyway. And then if your vanguard's power is 60,000 or more, it gains critical plus one. This unit gains critical plus one. And so. If you attack with a lot with your vanguard, then this guy gets a, becomes fifteen with a crit. Um, his so he has um another auto skill on vanguard at the beginning of your ride phase. If the number of cards in your hand is two or less until end of turn, you may stride without paying the cost the next time you stride. So this is basically if you're at one card before you draw or zero cards, then you can stride for free. That's pretty. And good. then, yeah, it's not bad, huh. but. So they want you to be like super aggressive, and but and there's there's inherent problems with all this, which I'll talk about in a second. And then he has a stride skill. When the gene is stride, turn a turn, choose one of your vanguards, and it gets power plus four thousand. Then, if that unit has the burst ability, you may counterblast one. If you do, it gets another four thousand. So this is again that problem where you're just counterblasting for like four k power. That's going away. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not even necessarily gaining advantage off 4k power. So this card is actually, like, assuming the burst deck actually was a deck, this card would be good. But the problem is all the burst cards just waste resources without gaining any advantage. Mm. So you you have to play, like, this really aggressive fashion, but you don't even have the correct tools to do that. Like, I've I've been messing around with somebody in the Reddit Discord's, like, uh, Platinum Ace deck. Or like platinum ace thing, and it's just like not. It's not. It's like not even enough. Like you, it's just not. Like there's not enough things to do early to make these skills make sense. That sucks. Yeah, I... and, and it's stupid too because 
a lot of other clans that give like power and like 4k stages like great nature like the, most of those like barely have costs yeah and you 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 actually gain advantage uh you know after the second one yeah where this like you counterblast one you're not gaining anything you counterblast two you're still not gaining anything true and then sometimes you're counterblasting all this and what you're gaining is non hit yes oh my god yes or like what I'm gaining is my hope my opponent takes it and I crit a lot. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm I might sure well... hope four drive checks actually does something. Oh, wait, I still have to play a million stand triggers. Yeah, an- another problem with this deck is they force you to play lots of stands. Like, you're pretty much forced to play Operator Girl Reka because it's one of the few ways to, like, freely give power to a Vanguard <laughs> and, like, replace itself. Um, and you, ha- you need to run this PR Grand Lady. Uh, rest, give 4k to your give 4k to your Vanguard. If your Vanguard had the burst ability, choose a rear guard and give it 4k. But it's not GB restricted, so it does like open up some pretty sweet, uh, some pretty neat early game stuff. Like I said with Platinum Ace before, but it's not the decks. The decks not good. What a shame. Like, this card is fine, but the deck is just so bad that you you should like you should just play the Great Nature. You should just play the Big Belly stuff. In this set, it's 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 going to be overall like probably similarly priced mm-hmm. and just better. So so what if someone has a boner for increments of four thousand? Yeah, yeah, seems about right. Um, well, the next thing on that list is uh, immortality professor Brahmananda. That does not roll off the tongue well. So this is one of the strides or one of the cards in the set uh, to accompany the newly created honorary professor archetype um and also the eyes are really creepy anyway so it's a stride that uh you counterblast one flip up a copy when he attacks if you have a heart card with honorary professor you may pay the cost if you do choose up to the same number of cards from your hands as the number of face-up cards in your g-zone call them to separate rears until the end of the turn those units get red text when this attacks it gets plus 4k and at the end of the turn draw a card and retire this unit so, this thing um, doesn't really do much, because you basically, um, unless you're running stand traders or have ways to stand stuff, like Crayon Tiger, which you will, uh, you're not really going to plus off this, it's just replacing things from your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of clunky, I think. For for something that was supposed to be like immortality professor, especially the the other you know honorary professor support was Cath uh, Palud, which counterblasts like you know anywhere between two and five counterblasts in a turn. Uh, you'd think that this wouldn't have a counterblast cost, so you could use it in conjunction with it. But instead, they're just fighting for resources. Right. Um, I really don't like this thing, but I have it in SP for some reason because K split. So hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I, I'll, I have some inherent problem with the um, honorary professor deck, which I'll talk about once we get to uh, the double R's. But yeah, I don't, I don't like it much either. But we'll, we'll get to we'll, that we later. Discuss it. Um, the next thing is teacher's cane of affection, big belly. So he's got success twenty five thousand while on the vanguard. And I noticed that they don't they they didn't bother to explain what six, the keyword does. I think they're getting to the point where they're like, "Yeah, there are enough cards that say what the keyword does. We're fine." 
Um, yeah, I think after the first set, they get a little more loose with how they want to. <laughs> yeah, well, especially because he's got three, uh, or sorry, two other effects that take up a lot of room, so I don't think they even had the type space right. to do so. Um, his other skills are Vanguard GB2, all of your successful units get plus 4,000, and if you have no rear guards, all of the cards in your hand get, uh, while you're paying the cost for stride, this gets grade plus one, so you can stride with a grade two, that's kind of neat. And then the last still is Vanguard. When your G unit strides, you may pay the cost. Counterblast one. Choose up to one card with a success ability from your hand. Call it to R. Choose one of your rear guards, and you may have it get plus 4K, and at the end of the turn, draw a card and retire that unit. So this thing is what I was asking for with Old Big Belly, which was an alt-mile clause. So if you have kind of no field, you can call something and you know give anything to plus 4K. If you already have a field, you can just give it to something already there. So this thing is flexible. Um, it's weird, and I really hate the art because he's got a creepy handlebar mustache, and his eye looks <laughs> like he got it, like hit really hard in a street fight. Um, also, he you can't see his hand. Instead, there's like a like a not a ballpoint um, fountain pen, a fountain pen, like just poking out of there. So it looks like he's got a fountain pen for a hand. It's just weird. Um, what but, I love about it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What I love about it is it's drawn by Chaos Breaker. Oh, the same dude, or it's, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the, the Ace guy, Raging Form drew this dude. That's great. He draws a lot of Overlords too. I can kind of, I, I can kind of see how it, it like it exhumes that like creepiness, you know. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I'm not a fan of the art, but in terms of the effect, I start I like. The the deck I've been running before this uh, mostly just focused on writing the life insurance or not writing just using the life insurance cards of Coilin Duckbill and uh, Mike, Mike Saburo just to like give yourself early game advantage and then like Great Nature's strides were already pretty solid so using this it, it actually kind of turned out better but to be it, like honestly it's very kind of middle of the road the no rear guards that allows you to stride thing kind of sucks because typically there's at least one or two things laying around at the end of the turn. Um, if it was like no rear guards in the front row, that would be better. But, you know, you, you can't win them all. I notice a lot of, every time Great Nature gets support, it's always like one to four cards that are like worth running, but they're not like, you know, blow my mind. They're always like, eh, B+. Plus. Yeah. So you know, I I I am good. I am running this card, and I do enjoy it. But honestly, it's not a, uh, it's not Kamu Susano, or what whatever the new one is. This rough rough Susana. It's not, it's <laughs> it's not like the difference between the two is like night and day. It's very just kind of, you know, if you, because <laughs> the new Big Belly is a lot cheaper than old Billy. So if like if you this allows you to run like a budget you know, big belly deck. Cause it's about $6 compared to old belly, which was like 17. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on. Let's All see. right. So next card is excite battle sister mirror. So she is the new stride for the battle sisters. Her skill is act once per turn. Choose a face down card from your G zone, turn it face up until end of turn. It gets Red text, auto, counterblast one. When an attack with your battle sister in its card name hits, you can pay the cost and draw a card. And then continuous GB3 Oracle. All of your units in the front row with battle sister in their name get power plus 1,000 for each card in your hand. That's pretty good. 
Yeah. It's pretty decent. Yeah. It's like all right. Like from what I understand about the Battle Sister, though, is that a lot of their advantage is based on on hits, like the skill, the original red text that it gets that's separate from the Oracle skill is an on hit. Yeah. And then like a lot of the draw cards are also on hits, so like you're not really gaining as much advantage as your other Oracle full decks. So like the GV3 skill, you'll get like modest amounts of power, but not as much as you would hope. Mm-hmm. And especially because Battle Sisters don't really have much of a multi-attacking engine, so you know, like apparently people do run stand triggers in like Battle Sisters. I think this deck you could maybe try to run the Tom stand, and since the deck tends to play stand triggers anyways, just to leverage the on-hit pressure. I guess so. I, I I think that's def- I think that's defensible. Like I famously hate stand triggers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I would consider playing stands in the stack. Yeah, so like, since none of us really play Battle Sister, that's kind of the best I can figure with this card. I mean, but it, I mean, it I, does I'll, seem very straightforward. But uh, and I'll make this point. Uh, I guess now it doesn't really matter when I make it. It's just about like how you should eventually play cards. If you think a card has any chance to be playable, you should definitely play it. <laughs> yeah. Like you all lose literally nothing by just playing against your friends with some with some card, and then and be like, and but you should be honest with yourself about how the card is performing and how it's performing mm-hmm. versus other cards. Yeah, so. like I might just borrow Chris's Battle Sister deck to fuck around with it one day. Yeah, I didn't know he had. Uh, was somebody else playing Battle Sisters? Uh, James. James is okay. James. Okay, yeah. weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow James's deck because I assume it's going to be a. Make more sense to me. <laughs> ah, seems about right. Yeah. All right. So the next card is Battle Sister Madeleine. It's a double R grade three. So has a couple skills. First is Generation Break Two. Counterblast one Battle Sister. At the end of the battle, at the end of your opponent's turn, if you ha- if the number of units with Battle Sister and his card name is three or more, and the cards in your hand are three or less, you can draw a card. That that's so I- many hoops. <laughs> I know. Okay. Damn. Why does it? Why does it have any limitations? Just why? Yeah. Um, like the I, three or hand I, thing is is like, dumb. Yeah, I feel like you know what? Like three battle sisters in a card name just to have some restriction on turn draw. Fine, but like also three or less cards in your hand. You know. You, you, you know what's even more of a sin about this card is that it's not named after an, a dessert. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, and then it I also has the a stride. Yeah, and then it also has a stride skill, which is when your e unit with Battle Sister in its original card name strides, it gets Soul Blast, Red Tech, Soul Blast one at the end of a battle that your rear guard with Battle Sister attacked and it did not hit. Oh wait, attacked a Vanguard and the attack did not hit. You can counter charge one. So I guess that depends on how much uh, Battle Sisters care about Soul. Um, if I remember, if I remember they correctly, they do have the Soul Blast two on flip two. Yeah, so. but like this card can it's kind like, of replace it. Also, Atlas Madelines are a French cookie. I did not know this. Cool. Have yeah. you ever been inside of a coffee bean? <laughs> I have. I don't yeah. really pay attention to the pastries, really. 
They're not even in the pastry things. They're right next to the cash register. <laughs> that too. I don't really pay attention to that either. I just order my coffee and leave. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of battle sister stuff is like on hit advantage. So like, if you like blow a lot of counter blasts early, getting your on hits or just using ge- other generic draw skills, you you can like shadow stitch counter charge. Wait, so basically what you're saying is in the same way that if you want to play Gallop, you should just play Big Belly because of 4Ks. If you want to play Battle Sister, you should just play Maiden Ubs. <laughs> Man, this is really kind of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, because Try 3 was so good, yeah, we, were, we, we kind of uh, subconsciously hyped ourselves up, and then they started showing us cards. Yeah. We forgot what clans were in Try 3 compared to the clans in this. Main character, yeah. Characters yeah. who lost and now are out of the show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, what's funny is that, like, we, we should have known what we were getting ourselves into because it's the comic relief people. It's the, like, yeah. You know. Oh, well. But they're so good. Trinity Dragon is honestly better than Try 3 as characters. I would watch yeah. a show about them so much faster. It, it, they I, also play the game better than main characters. Let's be honest here. True. They really do. They're I mean, that's not true. Their clans, have, but you, like, yeah? have you seen Carl's deck choice? True. That's true. Okay, no. Kang is thirds of Trinity Dragon plays the game well. Matt, have you seen Chrono's deck choice? He's playing Zodiac Time Beasts. I don't know. The uh, would you would you Fernigus against Shadow Paladin if you knew your opponent didn't have Diablo in their deck? Well, we didn't know Ogma existed at this point, so maybe he didn't but... use Ogma. No, I'm yeah, saying like before it, Ogma, Ogma yeah, did not was, exist at this that, point. That's so. what I'm saying. So knowing that it doesn't it... exist, and probably maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's literally it's literally just him being bad at this game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say they're both equally bad, because K played in a way that he forgot Diablo existed, and mm-hmm. Cosmo played in a way where he didn't use Diablo. So they both, I'd say they both equally sucked. <laughs> and then, I maintain that Tsunado totally should have kicked Chrono's ass, but... He should have. But then, but they both top deck, so it's whatever. Yeah. Um, on to the next double R, which is Oracle Support. And arguably, maybe my favorite card out of all of it. I like the way it looks. Um, we got the Deity Spirit Loyalist Amino Oshio. So it's um, Oracle GV1, on attack, counterblast 1, check top 5 for any card with Oracle, add it to your hand, shuffle, and if you added a card, it gets 3k. Also, there's this weird little ability where at the beginning of your main phase, if you have 4 or less cards, you can move it to the Soul to Draw card. So I love this. Because it's actually a hard plus. Yeah. And also, it's selective like, deck thinning. Exactly. Because it's not just random-ass drawing. <laughs> it's like, just check top five for a card of your choice, add it to your hand, and then you can sack some crits if you wanted to. Right. Like, this is this is good. Yeah. Um, Suzo- for what they were, Suzanoo and Kamu Suzanoo were, were decent. They weren't great, but they were, they were good. They were good. But, like, this card is, like, legitimately really good. It's just a solid, firm plus one to your hand. The so, only complaint I would have about this card is that the plus 3k is attached to the draw ability. I kind of wish it was... True. 
I kind of wish the skills were arranged like Slayman, where it was like Oracle plus 3k and then non-Oracle the draw skill, and we can just erase the put into soul draw card because no one's ever going to use that. Very, all of this is very true. All of this is very true. But even the way it's structured, it's honestly yeah. still good. Yeah, so it's still play, good. Whenever you play cards like this, you should always worry about how many units you should have in your deck so that this hits like some percent, like some high percent of the time. And like That's with cards true. like this, with cards like this, the percentage I like to aim for is ninety-five percent, because that means you're getting you know point nine five cards every time you counterblast one with this card, which is fine. And most Honestly. of the time, and this is and it's kind of adds more added value because you get to actually make a selection. Mm. Um, um just, most of the uh, time. Sorry. Um, wait, what? What did you about the um the percentage thing to increase it i literally dropped tom for the oracle 10k interceptor uh you don't have well um i know that alvin's playing the 10k interceptor for oracle but mm. you don't have to drop tom you just need to have i believe 21 oracle cards other than your starter and you're at 90 no i know but also just because tom honestly does nothing anymore and like legitimately the oracle interceptor kind of does more than tom she does. I really like that card, actually. It's true. Because uh, it's, just, it's not GB-restricted Oracle 2k attack and intercept 5k shield. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I like it. The I just I sit on it as a vanilla 10k. Oh, yeah. On grade it's great. It's really funny. The only thing I would yeah? I was going to say, it's really funny, like, going up against him, you'll attack for 9, and he goes, K. Okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. Or just attack with your 9k Vanguard, and it's, like, one to pass. The only thing I would change about it is, um, is instead of intercept 5k, it would be when this card is called the Guardian Circle through Oracle 5k, just because it's a bit, if you like drive check a couple copies of it, massive yeah. shield bonus. And, um, but yeah, um, moving on to a very terrible card, OTT's first bad card, I would say, um, yeah. is the higher deity protecting official. Amatsu Hikone. So it's a perfect guard. So just regular perfect guard stuff. And GB1 Oracle in the drop zone. You can counterblast one. Um, at the end of your turn, so you can drive check, you'll be fine. Counterblast one. Add this card from drop to your hand. Then choose a card at random from your own hand and bind it face down permanently. So you can bind itself and just waste a counterblast if you want. And then, even if you don't bind it, there's still a very good chance that you'll bind something you want, because all your draws is selective. So usually your hand is exactly where you want it to be. Why couldn't yes, it just be like... To... Sorry, what? Yeah. And like, who wants to... Why would you want to bind this or a G-Guard? This card is mm -hmm. like, so bad. Like, why couldn't it just be... The, the ritual one, where it's counter plus one, move a, a copy of it to bottom of the deck, Oracle added to your hand. It would have honestly been, like, fine. Or yeah. even or even because... just afterward, like, pick a card from your hand and put it on the bottom. Like, I... Or discard a card. Literally well, anything besides binding a card at random. While this card is bad, I think that the inherent value of being able to get this off of um, Ame no Oshiho is, is worth something. I basically run it for that reason. I don't even run it for that reason. I run the counter charge one because counter blasting is important. 
I like I legitimately I don't run it. I I think the value of it with Amino Oshio is not worth it compared to the unflip potential. Like legitimately. Sure. And and but like that's that's I, I can't say for certain which is more valuable, but I think both of those are defensible points. Like I haven't run into too bad of a counterblast problem, so I'm comfortable running this, but like I can understand why you just run on flip instead. I mean, it, it's honestly not even just because I countercharge counterblasting is an issue, it's just because the countercharge lets me reuse Amino Oshio for another plus. Mm. Yeah. Like that's, honest, that's like, honestly it, just because it's just another way I can get a card out of my deck. Mm-hmm. But um yeah. Like, it has its points. But its um, oracle ability as an ability is bad. You either yeah. want it to search for it just to get a, a searchable, a semi-searchable PG, or you just get your unflips. Yeah. But like, you're never going to use its oracle ability. You, you I've used won't. it once, and that's because I damage checked two other copies. And you <laughs> just really needed that PG. That's fair. That's and then fair. it, and then the card that was bound was a heal trigger. That was me. Wrecked he was playing against me. <laughs> Absolutely um, wrecked. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 stop. I put too much more time into this card than it deserves. Okay. Yeah. What was I that game? I can't hear you very well. I I put more time into this card than it deserves. You start talking. All right. So the next uh, the next <clears throat> card is Hyper Metalborg Guilt Digger. Uh, I'm not sure why they put guilt like I'm guilty, but I'm not. Well, I don't, I don't even know what they were. Anyway, doesn't I'm, matter. I'm not so, saying he's a guilt digger. All right, I'm stopped. I, I, don't even, I don't even know what this card is supposed to mean at this point. So, <laughs> act once per turn, flip up a metal Borg in your G zone, aka either this guy or Heavy Duke. Um, turn face up. If you have two heart cards, it gets power plus 20,000, critical plus one until end of turn. If you have one heart card, and it has Metalborg in this card name. Oh, so you can be on Dykeyser Dike Legion and get 20k in a crit? Right, yeah. yeah. So anyway. That's so cool. if you have one heart card and it has Metalborg in its card name, you can Legion... And it has the Legion ability, um, then you can Legion on that card. And then you draw a card. And that's it. I mean... So basically that... it's a stride that lets you Legion. I mean, yeah. it seems pretty good. And you draw a card. <laughs> So if you legion, the problem is you're playing metal boards. The, there's that, and also the other problem is it gets rid of the inherent niceness of the legion of putting triggers back in your deck. That's true. It does just search for the gray two and attach it as a, as a heart, so yeah. uh, you you don't get to throw anything back in your deck. Yeah, and then um, it doesn't gain any kind of guard restrict for its twenty k in the crit either. But I think this uh, this translation is bad. Yeah. Shoutouts to uh, Boucherod, Southeast Asia. <laughs> oh, for Guilt well. Digger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay, Richard's finally uploading Buddy Fight content to the, the Nexus page for YouTube. Alright, so... So, what it, it should be like... Uh, gilding? Like that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, those would be gold digger. That's what I thought, too. Well, I mean, like, it's called, it, it, it's sometimes shortened to guilt, G-I-L-T, yeah. 
but people in Singapore don't know that that word exists. So they were like, this must mean like guilt, like, uh, you know, the, emo- the, the emotion people feel sometimes. Hmm. So, so he like feels guilty for the things that he does. So he's like, no, he digs up your guilt for justice. Yeah. Pe- it's, uh, it's that people in Singapore can't speak English. Oh, well then. <laughs> I, l- okay. I love his flavor text though. I have twice the number of arms. Of course, my power is doubled. <laughs> That's great. So the, uh, the really good. It's a gallant incarnation G O five. So this is a G guardian. Uh, you soul blast a card with power of five thousand or greater. So you know whatever. Basically, and uh, when this unit is placed on guard circle, you can pay that cost. If you do, it gets shield plus ten thousand. Then, if you took a damage this turn, it gets power plus five thousand. Man, Deep Police has I'd really good g I'd run this just because it looks kind of like Voltron. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, it, it, this is a pretty good G-Guard. The Deep Police G-Guards are always so easy to activate compared to like some other G-Guards. Aquaforce, and, cough, cough. <laughs> uh, Aquaforce has Dismal. Oh, wait, that's not, that's not Aquaforce. Murakumo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Murakumo G-Guards are straight unplayable. <laughs> yeah, this card's really good. There's not much to say about it other than that's a really solid G-Guard. I just like how they put right. the like power of the thing. You have to soul blast as if there's going to be some kind of restriction. Yeah. Right. So this is probably going to be the most uh, controversial Dimension Police card. There we go. Enigma Helm. And uh, so what it does is it's burst GB2. When this unit is placed on R, if your pow- Vanguard's power is 15,000 or greater, this unit gets plus 4,000. If your Vanguard's power is 30,000 or greater, you choose one of your Vanguards, and until end of turn it gets auto... Choose one of your rear guards with the burst ability and put it into your soul. When your units, when your opponent's unit is placed on guardian circle, you may pay that cost. If you do, your your opponent chooses one of his or her grade three or less guardians and retires it. So in the show, they showed uh, was it Tayo placed like one guard and the guy helmed it. Yeah. But uh, this doesn't stop PGs because it does not negate cannot be nullified effects. Um, it also doesn't. It all what it does is it trades with a five K shield. <laughs> so you trade your your burst unit for one of their five K shields, whatever that might be. And this this card is bad. You should not play this card. So under it's, any basic, it's basically D police aesthetic Draco kid. Yeah. Yeah, except good. Gross. Or not even remotely play. I don't know. I don't even know if that card's good. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that card does. Anyway, I said, I said it, it's the Naru Stami. It's the Naru Starter where it's when a card's retire, retire itself, retire one of your opponent's cards. And bind it, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, anyway. That card's like almost better. Or, but, uh, yeah, this this card is straight unplayable and it's a trap. Uh, it looks like it has a guard break skill that might do, do something, but in general, this card doesn't give your Vanguard power, which the uh, burst decks generally need. And this this card doesn't even let laurel hit it doesn't and it's not it's not going to help your vanguard at all so it's, it's just not worth it man i never thought i'd be saying this but like it's no mayhem tiger i know right like yeah mayhem tiger is a broken card yeah it is exactly and it's a common this is a double r yeah they don't balance commons apparently not can confirm <laughs> have you seen tiktok yeah right and so uh, the last one is the uh, Burst GB2PG, which is Enigma and Calm. Um, 
uh, choose one of your units being attacked. You blah blah blah. This card, card can't be hit. Blah blah blah. Anyway. Uh, then it has an effect on the drop zone. It has a burst ability. GB at the end of the battle that your vanguard with the burst ability attacked. If it, its power was 40,000 or greater, you may pay cost, which is counter boss one and soul boss one. If you do, you return this card to hand. And then if your vanguard's power is 45,000 or greater, you counter charge one. I think this card is really good. Um, unfortunately, the burst deck is not. Which makes this card not as great because it has nowhere to play. You also can't use it with X-Tiger. Uh, yeah, you can't use it with X Tiger. You can, and the only burst stride that's worth a shit is X Gallop. So, pretty much, you're just ne- like this. This card would be really good if it mattered that if if burst was a good mechanic. What a shame. Yeah. I think why couldn't why couldn't the Oracle PG just be this except replace the word burst with Oracle? And replace the word 45,000 power with seven or more on hand. Why can't burst be a good keyword instead? Fair enough. I think burst is one of the worst keywords in the game, and I don't think it's really that close. Well, I, it's only worse because it has really shit support. Like, like No, like, were... at, least with, at least with Oracle, you know, they, they print cards to draw cards at some point. This one, you're just paying counterblast for nothing. They need, they need a way to make burst cards cost-efficient, because OT, uh, Oracle had the same issue when it was first released. Same with, like, Thunderstrike. But, like, as... But, like, in terms of how burst is worded, if the support wasn't complete and utter garbage, it would actually just be a fine keyword. Also, I don't know. I, I don't know how they would... I don't even know how they would consider making, like, support that wasn't just a bunch of minuses with burst. I mean that's just like friend. what whatever like, this is the, this is yeah the the whole problem with the keyword is that they want your vanguard to be like a high enough power right but like you need to play cards to increase your vanguard's power so you can't they need what what they would need to do in order to make burst a keyword that works is they would need to have cards that simultaneously increase the vanguard's power and get effects for increase and gain actual value for increasing the vanguard's power well like retires and draws and stuff or yes actual value yeah but this what as it stands that's just as bushiroad has printed this support it doesn't look like that's ever going to happen what a shame well uh, well um what's it called oracle's finally not garbage who knows yeah right but I mean, Deep Police. The first, the GBT uh, seven support for Deep Police was trash. It was one of the worst supports I've seen a clan get since I don't know Deep Police and BT thirteen. But <laughs> and it and so it was. It's been so long since Cosmic Roar, and then GBT seven does nothing for the clan. It's like we just skipped a set of support, and this was also like basically a non set of support minus some D Robo cards. So Robo is now like kind of play- is now like pretty playable, but Burst is complete garbage. That's fair. Um, I had fun with Gallop, so I'm sad. I mean, I understand. I was playing Gallop against OTT. It was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was really fun. If you guys ever yeah, it was. Some matchups. I actually had. That same thing, except it wasn't Gallop. I was playing against D Robo's 
So it was literally just whoever forces more, more crits more. It was great. <laughs> oh, D-Robos were much more successful. Uh, oh, yeah, because I get to say your favorite words, PG, want to pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Music to my ears. Yeah. Um, All right, so these great nature cards. All right, so the, the, the last four double R's, we have Omniscience Dragon Almiraj. So this is a... Uh, a G guard, and it has way too many uh, characters that are not the space bar, like a hyphen and an apostrophe for some reason. Um, well, I like this card's name. It is kind of neat. I, I like the art too, but but um, the steal is you soul blast one when you guard with it. You may pay the cost if you do. Choose up to two cards from your hand, call them the separate R, then choose up to four of your rear guards until end of the turn. They get resist, and if this unit is hit, it does not retire. So, in theory, this is pretty cool, because then you can go, all right, oh, you're going to start bullying my stuff? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, and also, it helps you set up for Big Belly next turn, because you can go, all right, guard with this, call stuff I want to, you know, uh, dope next turn for, like, new belly, or old belly, sorry, old Big Belly. Um, but in general, it's not really that good, because Great Nature already had pretty decent G-guards in Kundalini and... Uh, Ardillo to begin with. So this thing is already kind of fighting for space and it's got a very niche uh, usage. So I don't really like it too much in terms of so, like, if it's going anywhere. So because um, Atlas, uh, Atlas is uncultured swine, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, if, he, if he used Google ever, he would know that Almirage is a, is a mythical beast from Arabic poetry. I did not know this. And yep. you're... I mean, I don't have the time question mark. I don't know. Uh, you could just Google it. <laughs> fine, thanks. I'll I'll do that after the podcast. Uh, Let me Google that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing one thing I kind of don't like is the fact that like it gets resist, which I wish there was some way you could G guard main phase just so you wouldn't because like most of the retiring and stuff happens during main phase anyway, and the locking and all that all that jazz. Oh yeah, it's always really frustrating when the like, main phase thing and you have like a dismal in your hand and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Or it's like on attack and you're just like, this is this is useless. Yeah. What a shame. <laughs> um, I think if you're going to like focus solely on Old Belly, this is definitely something you want to keep around. Just so you can go, alright, call some stuff, you're not killing this. I can, I can mm-hmm. dope it turn after turn. Um, let's see, next in line we have uh, Honorary Professor Chat Sauvage. Sauvage. Yeah, Ch- Chat Sauvage. So, this looks like Garfield got a PhD and clothes and a monocle. So, God, this cat is fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's a grade three, and uh, you choose a grade three card with honorary professor and its card name and discard it. And this is placed on Vanguard by riding uh, from honorary professor Chat Noir. You may pay the cost. If you do, choose up to fa- uh, one face down. Omniscience Dragon, Cathpalud, or Immortality Professor Brahmanada from your G-Zone, and stride it on Vanguard. And then if you stride, you cannot stride until the end of the turn. Um, so I had to explain this to my roommate, where the way this works is uh, this allows you to get uh, Chat Noir's break right effect on top of a stride. So that's pretty cool. Um, one thing that does suck is not only does this... Uh, his effect makes it so they can't print more... Uh, honorary professor strides in the future that, that work with, work this with this. because it's got the specific names 
A. B, you need to have a total of, you know, two extra grade three cards in addition to the chat noir you were already on. And, uh, that's kind of the, that's kind of the main thing. Like, I, uh, Chris has Honorary Professor. I have the cards for it, but I haven't actually built it yet. And, uh, um, basically what happens is with the Break Ride effect and Cathpalood and whatever else you're doing that turn, you end up drawing upwards of, like, ten cards, and then you do nothing else. Yeah. You just, like, die immediately after. It it, It is so weird. It it is, like, (laughs) like, if uh, Supernova was used to describe anything, it's this. You, you, so, yeah. So, typically, how Great Nature wins games is off the back of, like, Cran Tiger. Yeah. And, like, Big Belly Stride or something like that, or yeah. Mana Garmer, <laughs> something of the sort. And the the inherent problem I have with the Honorary Professor deck, and the, this card kind of starts to talk, it kind of makes the problem exemplifies very obvious. It? Uh, it makes the problem very obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exemplifies it, yeah, sure. Uh, is that you pretty much have to play eight honorary professor grade threes for the break ride and four chat savage. Yeah. And the problem with this is that means you either are going want to play more grade threes for stuff like Tuskmaster, or you or you you're, or or probably more likely you're just not going to be able to play Tuskmaster at all. Yeah. And four copies of Cran Tiger is just not enough. Yeah. Well, there's that, and then also you're going to have to run Mike Saburo if you want to have any like semblance of consistency. And the point of Mike Saburo is so that you can run less grade three, so you can do other shit. So that's mm-hmm. like twelve cards of just kind of like clogging up the works. And then Chris even still runs uh, Stride Fodders because if you don't manage to find Mike Saburo and you have Chat Savage sitting in your hand, you need to keep two grade threes for this turn to work. So if you want to stride before that, you kind of need Stride Fodders too. Yeah, it also requires you to ride the correct thing on your first time at grade three, which, I mean, anyone who played Break Ride Era knows it just doesn't happen all the time. So I mean, Gifted Bear can fix that if you run it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure you will. But I think I think while like, the honorary professor stuff is really cool, like this card can stride when your opponent ha- like is still in grade two. Like it's not there's no restriction about your opponent being grade three or higher. That's true. But it's real. It's pretty slow, and it's not just losing the ability to play Tuskmaster really hurts the deck, I think. And yeah. then, and then like for Bra- for striding into Braham, uh, though, no, for the yeah. immortality professor to work, you kind of need to already have a field existing to kind of get some pokes out of the way that get powered up by chat noir skill. And then, Using Immortality Professor, you would call over those existing things, preferably have a Crayon Tiger, or even better, have two Crayon Tigers, and just call over the Crayon Tiger so that you can get as many attacks as possible with this. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, like, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you kind of want to do this, because otherwise, like, the turn is only mediocre. You'll draw, like, eight cards, and then your opponent will just kill you right after. Yeah, it's it's very, like, way too many moving parts, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think I'm most annoyed at the fact that it, uh, he cuts himself off from you know future honorary professor strides being able to be used with this. I mean, the problem with that is none of the honorary professor strides actually have the words honorary professor in them, so you can't say if you stride an honorary professor. Yeah, well, they do so have. It on... still be worded. <laughs> the way Yu-Gi-Oh word stuff like that is. Um... You could search your deck for a card, 
that has X in its ability name. So you could just say a strata card that lists honorary professor and its effect text. That sounds dumb. I mean, it, I, I don't like, like how it, cards because I don't like how cards word that word, word themselves that way. But at the same time, it future proofs it because it's the only possible way you could strut into any honorary professor, which would have been made the card better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think at that point, it's just make it make it anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Uh-oh. I, I remember honorary professor is weird in that half its support does not actually have the words honorary professor in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't I even get a subclan so the first time. Feeling. What'd you say, um, Gabe? I play Blouse, so like Sam. Eisenhower. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. Ne- uh, ne- next one is Lesser Writer. <laughs> so it's a grade two. Success, 20,000. Uh, if he's successful, all of your units with the success ability get plus 2,000 and resist on Vanguard or Rearguard. And then once per turn, you can Soul Blast one, and he becomes successful until the end of the turn. And at the end of the turn, retire it. So. Um, this thing definitely has piqued my interest a little bit, mostly just because you can, you know, make it so you can't get header around it or, um, you know, denial riffed or ghosted. But at the same time, what bothers me is that when he, even though he can artificially trigger his own success, he can't do that for everything else. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my problem with him. Also, uh, Great Nature already kind of has a crammed Grade 2 lineup as is, depending on which deck you're playing. Um, because Crayon Tiger is so important, it's very hard to, you know... Do. And you can't protect Crayon Tiger either, so I yeah. could very well just deny your Crayon Tiger if I think you don't have another one. I mean, mostly what you do is, like, Crayon Tiger at least gets his restand off before you do stuff with it, but, like, yeah, what'll probably happen is, like, if you're playing against Gears, they'll guard this... With head around, just spin crayon tiger, and then yep, that's it. Like, um, like playing the long game, most people will probably just target crayon tiger anyways. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this thing will get better <clears> as we get more success stuff. But you know, for now, it's just uh, it's ahead of its time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The last <clears> one is fine coat Maltese. Now, this is the success uh, perfect guard, even though it doesn't actually have success in the ability. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that I love the flavor text, which is the beautiful triple coat protects against dirt and bullets. Badass. Mm. So um, he, he's a so he's a PG, so he guard, discard, can't be hit. Um, and then his other still is drop zone, uh, generation break one. You choose two of your rear guards that are successful and retire them. At the end of the turn, you may pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for up to one fine coat Maltese, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your deck. So, a few things with this. First off, uh, very rarely do you have more than one success rear guard because there aren't really a lot of grade ones with success, and usually one of your front row spots is a crayon tiger. So, you're not really going to have many successful, you're not really going to pull this off often. And on top of that, he doesn't even put himself back. So, you know, it, it seems like a very desperate move. And lastly, Great Nature has a lot of countercharge problems anyway. So I can't really imagine a place where I would find u- usage for this, unfortunately. I, I think I would like to try, or maybe you could try a deck like the Grey Billy deck again. Yeah. 
and use this with um, and play more Ari Belly in the deck. I mean, he tried to play a successful deck earlier this afternoon. He kept losing to OTT and decided to go back to his original build. Mm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Testament to but, I don't know. It was just my first thought with the card, and that's kind of the direction I would start with and see what happened. If it so, was retire one successful unit, that'd be fine. Or if it was, you know, put another copy back and get it back from drop zone, that'd be fine too. But, you know, yeah. it's the perfect storm of suck. So that's it for the double R's. Um, yeah. So I now... want to talk. I, yeah. So I, I want to talk about one rare and two commons. I don't know what others want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about. Talk about a couple of rares too, and might as well talk about Oka while we're at it because okay. she's terrible. Okay, why don't we go in a? Uh, why don't we just like round robin it, Matt, Rupier, Gabe, and then me? So if you have any All rares right. or commons you want to stipple in on, go for it. All right, so I'll start with the rare. I'll start with Dimensional Robo Dyrusin. Um, so this this card is uh, pretty decent. It has three continuous skills, all in rearguard. And uh, one, the first one is during your turn, this unit gets power plus two thousand for every face-up card with Dimensional Robo in its card name for in your G zone. So, you know, in your first stride, it gets, another, it gets 2K because they all flip themselves up. And then your second stride is going to get 6K, stuff like that. Uh, it has another continuous effect. If you have a Vanguard with Dayusha in its card name, it gets power plus 2,000. This one is not during your turn. So this is also during your opponent's turn. And it has another continuous. If you have a Vanguard with Daikaiser in its card name, this unit gets um, power plus 2,000, which is also not just on your <coughs> turn. So if you're in Legion, this thing is 13K base in your opponent's turn. <laughs> or if, if you're not in Legion... It's 11k base. Pretty nice. It is an unbullyable rearguard, basically. Too so I do like playing this at low numbers. Um, I think 10k vanillas do have great value in the Dimensional Robo deck, but I think you can play splits of 10k vanillas in this card because this card is searchable by Die Earth, and it's yeah. a very difficult rearguard for your opponent to just pick off. True. Um, you were right, though. I remember you mentioned to me when... They like revealed the name. It was like Die Lesson, and he's like, "Watch this. They're gonna like you know say Resin or something in English." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "No, they're not. <laughs> they did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you win. I owe you five bucks now." I, I wish. Eh. Um. Right. Is there anything else about this, or is it just kind of like straightforward? No, no. I, I, I it's definitely like if you're playing Dimensional Robos, which, um, you know. You the be. only DP deck, so if you're playing DP. Uh, so if you're playing DP, uh, I think this card is definitely should catch your attention. And you, I, and, and I think it's very common for people to just immediately jam this at 4, like over their 10k Vanillas. But I would urge you to uh, resist doing that and play some amount of 10k Vanillas. Yeah, I think having Die Earth makes this techable. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. What else did you have in mind? Obviously Die Hawk. Well, he's getting guys, there. I'm I'm gonna save Die Hawk for the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you want to talk about weaking? Oh yeah. So I guess I'll talk about abatement mon monster. Uh, weaking. Sure. What, what I don't I don't even remember what this guy's Japanese name is. I guess weaking. Oh. So this card is a grade one six k. It has an ability on rear soul blast two. When your vanguard attacks or is attacked, you you can pay that cost. If you do, choose one of your opponent's units in front row. And they it gets power minus ten thousand until the end of that battle. This card is unplayable in Cosmic Heroes, which is unfortunate because they need this more than other people do. But because that deck has soul problems. But in D Robo, you can just tech in a couple of this card and it makes um it makes all the random soul charging you do by like triggering um what's his name? Uh Dai Bazooka 
or activating Die Hawk, it gives you some extra advantage. So Die Hawk goes from a minus one to possibly a plus one if you draw a bit, uh, reducing monster weaking, and your opponent can't can't get rid of it. So also you can use it for offensive purposes and when, uh, but only under Vanguard attack. I like how this was made for Zeal. And then it turned out to be just better and not real. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah. So it has to be better somewhere else. Touche. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, I like Zeal. I wish it was playable, but it's not even close. Mm. It's not even It's not even vaguely playable. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much what I want to say that card. Like, if, if you're trying to... So if you're a Dimension Police player and you're trying to scrape any amount of, like, good cards out of the set, this is one you should pay attention to. Sounds good. All right, go ahead with your with your rares. All right. So, first one I want to talk about is Precious Ophidian. So, it's GB1 Oracle. You can retire it at the beginning of your ride phase. If you do, you can stride without paying the cost the next time you stride. And then it has another skill that's Soul Blast 1 when it's placed on Rear Guard Circle. If you have a Vanguard with the Oracle ability, you can draw a card. This card is sweet. It is. I think this is like the second, okay, maybe like third after like Amaterasu and Oshiho. Oh, like up there in good cards that we got just because you can drop this early just to draw cards. So if your hand's a little weak in the early game, you could just dig for what you need. And then you can run it with the 10k intercept we were talking about earlier, Sachi, and it'll make a 16k column. Mm-hmm. Well, and I then, <clears throat> like, every now and then I do actually use the Oracle skill when I don't have grade 3s or Stride Vodders in my hand. What I like about this card a lot is that it works so well with Ami no Oshiho that wants you to put a bunch of Oracle units in your deck. And so you're more likely, because of that card, to have Oracle units like at grade two and at grade and you know at your grade three, mm-hmm. which means that this is just going to activate more often. Yeah, like this is very useful for getting in some early game aggression, which you need because it's OTT. And then, like if your hand is utter garbage and you happen to maintain Oracle, you can stride for free. Mm-hmm. That's and then, good. I guess we have to talk about Oka. We don't have to, but might as well. So oh, she is a stand trigger, and she yeah. is GB1 Oracle, Actability, Retire It. If you have a Vanguard with the Oracle ability, you can choose one of your rear guards, and it gets red text. When this unit attacks until the end of battle, your opponent cannot call grade zero cards from hand to guard circle. I like how you said that through clenched teeth. <laughs> so, I have a question. Is it really too much to ask that this card go to soul? Yes, it is. You have to retire it. What? <laughs> and you also have to do this on a Vanguard with the Oracle ability. So if you're playing Susano, you can't do it on Dragon Destroyer, the only turn where you actually have decently sized columns. It's absolutely disgusting. Like, the best thing you can do is play this with Wakahirame, and then hope that your freshly minted silent tom with a crit will actually do something oh i guess i should mention a dimension police's shitty stand trigger (laughs) operator girl linka which is what i said and everyone said isn't it rinka and i'm like no they're gonna make it linka and they did so (laughs) there we go so uh that's 10 it's 
<laughs> it's burst GB GB two. See, this one's GB two instead of GB one. And uh, put this card into your soul. So this one goes to soul, like that one. And then if your Vanguard's power is twenty thousand or greater, you draw a card. All right. Then if your Vanguard's power is thirty-five thousand or greater, you choose one of your Vanguards with the burst ability. And until end of turn, it gets uh, auto. Uh, Soul Blast 1, when your drive check reveals a grade 3 card, you can pay that cost. If you do, choose a Sentinel on your opponent's guard circle, and that unit's effects with cannot be hit are nullified. Yeah. Wow, so you can, so like, you so can like almost be dimensional robo. Yeah. If they G-guarded you, it's completely worthless. Well... So this card opens up a lot of problems yeah. um, because you. So you let's let's assume you want to play this card, right? You have to play it in a burst based deck, and you have to play it with burst vanguards. And the only good burst vanguard or stride is Excalib. Yep. So well, you're just hoping in four drive checks you find the grade three and your opponent actually PG'd or uh no actually. Just if they PG you, if they happen to play Quint Walls, you can't do anything with that. Right. So one one issue one issue with this is, or one one issue with this is that you're if you're playing a burst based deck, it's very important that you play lots of grade ones and twos that increase the power of your vanguard, and the deck wants to cut grade threes. And this deck completely goes against that. This deck is saying that you want to play more grade threes in your burst deck, but none of those grade threes are going to increase the power of your vanguard. Mm-hmm. So this deck just doesn't. This card just doesn't work in any, for in every form. I have uh, attacked with Laurel with Lincoln's effect on it and mm-hmm. broken guard twice. Nice. But uh, this card. You could still... just play dimensional robots to do that. But it, to say. Oh, it worked once. It's good. Is yeah. results-oriented thinking and not helpful. Yeah. And then so, I so do I have would... another comment. If we can go back to Oka after you're done. Oh yeah, go right ahead. Sorry. Yeah, like, and then like what I was saying about using her on Wakahirame. Half the time, if I'm going into Wakahirame, I'm it's because I'm losing and I needed to put a heal back into my deck to check it. Wow. So hmm. like even that one marginal play you could make half the time it's not happening because. Most of the time, I think Wakahirame is just being used to heal now. I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world, but... Yeah. And then, there's also the rare stride, Ame no Sagume, which is... Oracle on attack gets a red text. You can flip up a card, gets red text. If it hits, draw two cards, discard one, counter charge, soul charge. <sighs> it's like an okay stride. Yeah, but it's still on hit. Mm-hmm. It's on hit, and you have to have on attack Oracle, which means you either attack in a bad pattern where you attack with your rear guards first to draw cards, or you try really, really hard to maintain Oracle in going into first stride. At least it gets you GB2. Yeah. Like, it's probably the best option for first stride if you can get its Oracle skill off. Sounds about right. Gabe, what about you? Anything? On the stand trigger? Oh, no, I mean, like, no, no, are, on, is there any, just like... anything. Rares or commons? Um, honestly, you named it. All I was going to say was Ophidion and the grade 1-7K, and you named everything that was important about it. So, you got mm-hmm. it. You're good. All right, well, uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Great Nature got a rare stride named Omniscience Dragon at Kiltimka. Kiel- 
Yeah, that's going to be hard to pronounce over time. So he's got success 25,000. And then when this unit becomes successful, choose up to four cards from your drop zone, put them on the bottom of your deck in any order. If you put four cards, choose one of your rear guards, and it gets plus 4k, and at the end of the turn, draw a card and retire that unit. So I honestly didn't pay attention to this at all during the previews. But looking at it now, I have used it, and it's a pretty good effect, actually. Most of the time, it'll be on like a turn where I have Mike Saburo that like has a life insurance, and then I'll put a bunch of trigger. So it's like legioning without legioning, and it's also good on turns where like I'm not going to have enough counterblast to do all the you know stuff that Great Nature Strides typically do, which is counterblast. <laughs> so um, I I don't know. It, it's just something that I really didn't expect, but I ended up falling in love with it. Nice. So yeah, yeah. pretty good. And success twenty five k is really easy to achieve. Um, so, mm-hmm. go on. Was someone going to say something? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, I was going to say that uh, you you were pretty excited about traveling Mamanga. Have you had any time to test with that? I have, and it has been a giant disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go to that next. Traveling Mamanga is success twenty k to grade one seven k. GB one uh, when the successful unit. Is retired from R due to the effect of a card. If you have a Vandor with Big Belly, search your deck for up to one grade two or greater card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle. So this thing begs to be used with the new Big Belly, where you just call it from hand and it's an 11k by itself, and then you just draw and retire and search for whatever else. But one thing that uh, bothers me is just a lot of the times my 7ks don't really want to die. Uh, so it, it just kind of ended up being clunky. And then the previous reason I cited of uh, Crayon Tiger being searchable now kind of didn't matter because the draw engine was already good enough to where I'll have like two to three at any given time or mm-hmm. the, or my opponent will be dead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of bummed me out that this thing, you know, didn't ha- wasn't all it was cracked up to be. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be good again someday Who knows? or just good someday. Um. I think it's just because the whole, like, success, like, pure success deck just, you know, it, it doesn't, like, Great Nature has the ability to do an early game with Mike Saburo, Crayon Tiger, Binoculus Tiger, not, not Crayon Tiger, Duckville, Mike Saburo, and Binoculus Tiger. Um, so just, like, th- this thing's too slow, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Reader Pig, so... This is another uh, honorary professor support. So it's a uh, grade one seven k. When it's placed on R, until the end of the turn, you may have this unit get red text. If you have van- if you have a vanguard with the honorary professor, this unit can attack a vanguard from the back row, and at the end of the turn, retire this unit. So this thing uh, kind of begs to be used with Bramada. Braman- Braman- uh, yeah, God, I'm, not- I'm going to stop trying. Um, banana, <laughs> banana, <laughs> banana, <laughs> manamana, whatever. Um, so I, I do like the idea of like calling this behind Vanguard and then you give it dopes and stuff and attack with it, but I don't know. It, it just kind of sucks that like the grade two version of this go home toad was whatever. And, uh, you know, like we ta- already talked about honorary professor just is kind of whatever. Um, maybe they'll give like some kind of big belly version of this someday and that'll be cool. But, um, yeah, but know. the big belly version would be success. Yeah. I see you guys are, like, really bad with, like, Oriental names. Yeah, I mean... Yes, we are. I'm a, I'm, I'm a white guy. What do you expect? 
Um, let's see. And then the last one, I am so excited about this, you guys. Polish Penguin. So this is a 5K Train <laughs> Zero crit trigger, and he has no effect. Holy shit, you guys know. It's, um, <laughs> the only reason I wanted to mention Polish this penguin. is it's Polish Penguin, and it's like a penguin, and he's sliding along an icy floor. He's got like a jetpack and shit. But I, I just love the fact that like I was sitting with my roommate playing against him, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, does this say Polish Penguin? He's like, I'm pretty sure that's Polish. I'm like, fuck it, Polish. He's getting invaded by Germany. <laughs> September 1st, 1939, Warsaw, let's do it. Thing. I looked at the card, I'm like, Polish penguin? Oh, wait, no, that's so stupid. <laughs> Excuse me, are you Polish? Yeah, so that's pretty much all I have to offer. Um, and honestly, for a character booster, I think I'd rate this like a B minus, C plus. It had some use. I think this is a straight C. Straight yeah. C. I mean, it's really awkward when you can probably say that OTT came out the set winner. Yeah. Yeah. And the set is Dimensional Robo Diehawk. Yeah. All right. Easily. Forerunner. Act. <laughs> rear. Choose four of your rear guards with Dimensional Robo in their card name and put them into your soul. If you have a grade three Vanguard with Dimensional Robo in its card name, choose up to one face down card with Dimensional Robo in its card name from your G zone and stride it on Vanguard Circle. So this has no uh, no restriction on your opponent's grade, so you can just do it. So is, and what's different about this than Chat Savage is that you can do this to turn you ride grade three. So uh, guaranteed yeah, this card first is ride. This but, card, uh, but if Matt, you go first, what? I was gonna say, but Matt, you gotta put four rear guards into your soul. That's such a minus. All right, so you lose four, right? You stride die earth, you get two back, so you're at minus two. Then you get an extra drive check. You're at minus one. Touche. And you get first stride when your opponent's at grade two. And if you have, and yeah. if you have you Laurel and your opponent got a little frisky, a.k.a. played an gra- extra grade two rear guard they couldn't get rid of, you get to attack it and they can't dismal because they're grade two. And G Guardians require that both players are grade three. And a lot of decks still play unflippy PGs, which means they can't PG it anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, so what's important about this card is it fundamentally breaks the rules of the game. Um. The whole point of G-Guards was that they were supposed to be, oh, for somebody getting second stride, that they were supposed to protect them. Um, because first stride was so powerful prior to G-Guardians, and still is, arguably. Um, but this card is saying, I always get first stride, no matter what. And you don't have to, if your opponent didn't get a little frisky and just didn't pressure you at all early, and you know, you're, you're, not, like, you're at like one damage, you can just not use the effect. You just don't have to use it. And you're just like, sure, I'll give you first stride, but you have had you had no pressure on me prior to this. I mean, this made it so like Dimension Police's biggest problem of being rushed is now something your opponent has to think about. Because they're like, oh, shit. Do I want to do that and let them get like a plus what is it, plus four, plus three? So yeah, it turns uh, into a it turns into a plus two. Oh plus two, sorry. Do I want them to get a plus two, you know, before I even hit stride? And then, like, if you're playing a deck that has, like, a kind of mediocre first stride, Pill Moon, Narukami, OTT, etc., um, you know, it's very hard to catch up on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this card, this card is just nuts. It 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 looks a lot like an old Dimensional Robo card called Go 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 Yusha that had the same cost, but you just ch- search your deck for D Robo and wrote it as stand. 
Um, but this, and but in, you, it, you, it, 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 it like started from grade two or the metal board card Black Boy, which uh, you shove four metal boards into Soul and then search for a grade three, ride it, and then Legion. Uh, but the, the this card is kind of on a whole different level. Yeah. I remember when you were first proxying it, I played like five or six games with Aqua Force. I lost every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Being on the business end of this is not fun. And then I think in Japan, this ended up getting like second place at some big tournament. Um, yeah. Evidence when Different Fight like was so happy <laughs> about this. Yeah, this T-Robo deck is now like completely needlessly expensive. So I apologize if you still have don't have all the pieces, but uh, I, I don't care. I bought my laurels for a fucking dollar, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, this basically just made D-Robo meta. Yeah, th- this one card took D-Robo from, like, nearly unplayable to uh, pretty good. So to let you know the power of this card. And it, this set overall was pretty poor, especially since the best card in the set's a common. I think that, I do think that Diehawk is the best card in the set. Yeah, and then, is. like, the, whatever the three best OTT cards are, I can't really pick. And then Dimax. <laughs> uh, pro- I, I like the Amatros G-Guard a lot. I like the uh, I like that grade two guy. And Snack. then either either the grade three Susano or, like, the Snake or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be my top five cards. But I've, I'm not, I, I can't say I'm, like, on the surface impressed by any of the great nature cards. And I hope that I am as time goes on. But as it stands now, none of them like really like really uh, what's like come out. Yeah, like we played two or three games this afternoon, and it just didn't do anything. Which yeah, I mean, thing? This is... uh, great nature. Yeah, I mean, like all the stuff that was happening was already there. Yeah, basically. But then, like your older build just did it better. Yeah, so I, I put it back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, this set was just so much worse than Try Three, which was mm-hmm. very surprising. Like, I I expected there to even be more like directed support, I guess, yeah. because like yeah. the players were playing like because it was based on these players. But I mean, I was kind of hoping that that wasn't the case because fucking Carl plays Enigman, yeah, which is, like not even a real deck, and it's still not a real deck even after there's a player on the show playing it, and they my, cannot even give Enigma cards that are you know, do anything. My favorite thing yeah. is they made an an, an Enigman SP pack. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, it has common, and it had they put X Tiger in there because they need to make the XP pack worth something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but well, but, hope, uh, I mean, we'll be back in you know a, a few months or in about a month actually for a Rummy Labyrinth, and that's that's going to be uh, quite a day because it, <laughs> it may just be two plans. But uh, you mean holy you shit? Mean it has Night Rose cards in it. It has Night yeah. Rose cards and a decent Harry Grade Three. That's about Night it. Rose, which is arguably and the an best OK right G guard for you guys. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. Night Rose already like the best, well, arguably the best deck now is just getting like more like decent support. Yeah. Like disgusting. And then... we've just completely power creeped away the Night Rose stride. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, Gash did that. Yeah, I just imagine like you know new Night Rose players after the set comes out like, hey, what's a good budget Night Rose deck? And they're like, okay, you need two of the Night Rose Stride, <laughs> you know, some dude in the time machine is like, what? Where was I for this? I, I don't think that the Night Rose Stride will even be budget. I just because of the waifu text. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. 
I don't know. Well, uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, GBT-10, so stay tuned. Is that already? Jesus Christ. I know, right? Yeah. It's coming out pretty quick. Up. Um, and we have like 20 million Gurgrit players. Oh, yeah. There's me. There's Rootbeer. There's Richard. There's... I think that's it, but, you know. The roommate. Yeah, that's true. There's Mike. I mean, uh, R- Richard is the only one who... Uh, okay, Mike too, but like they're the only ones who have any integrity. I'm literally just doing this because fuck it. So, uh, uh, I made an offhand comment about Gurgurit being better Luard. Yeah, and built Gurgurit on area, and then I ended up buying the deck. But now, but now, but now there's going to be like deck the Luard deck that just wins by decking your opponent out. Oh yeah, yeah. I've already gotten to experience that. I hate it. Blylal was actually stupid, but we'll talk about that more next week. We'll talk about yeah. that next week. Well, until next time, that's I was... no secret. What? That's no secret. Yep. Well, until next time, I'm Matt. Get hit at some point. I'm Matt. Here. Hi, Gabe. Hi. And I'm Root Beer. And we'll see you next time. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder that of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet me atlas novak so at a-t-l-a-s-n-o-v-a-c-k you can also tweet at nexus at night n-e-x-u-s-a-t-n-i-g-h-t or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.